Welcome back to In the Trenches podcast, a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors. In today's episode, Charlie and Elliot make a trip out to Apple Valley to talk with youth pastors Josh and David. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. What is going on, all you in the trenchers? I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to nope. come up. <laughs> no, not not going to work. <laughs> not, uh, nope. <laughs> I'm trying. I, I've been listening to I a t- lot t- more pod like podcasts lately. And so trenchmen. Like, trenchmen. Trenchmen. Are you trenchmen out there? Trenchmen. Oh, trench. Trench people. Because there's mm-hmm. women youth pastors. Nah. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but come on. Dude. Trench persons. Come on, man. But what's going on, everyone? Hope you guys are having a great day. Sorry we've been gone for the past two weeks, but we are back with another episode. And uh, just like Elliot said, we are up here in Apple Valley, the beautiful city Ooh. of Apple Valley. And we are hanging out with David and Josh. David, Josh, how you guys doing? Good, man. Doing great. What's up? if you guys were a part of our summer camp and uh, were there for p1 uh, you guys would know david as our guest speaker that spoke for camp run another lap (laughs) that has been the ongoing joke is or throw him off the boat yeah throw him off the boat run another lap but uh dave is with us so david i'll just go specifically to you right now man how you been good man what's up uh super grateful to be with you guys thanks for driving out to the high desert doing good doing well we love what you guys are doing on the podcast thanks bro. david is an avid listener to the podcast he, he, he messages really me like every week when you post this also charlie apologizes that like oh we've been two weeks off what do our listeners expect i think they're more weirded out when <laughs> when we like regularly post podcasts they're like oh they posted two in a row wow that's crazy bro i get e- i get angry emails from our fans you don't get any emails Dang, bro. we I don't really have know. fans <laughs> we if we had fans they'd be from like another country like a weird like belgium we, or something we do like have that. people that listen like all across the world we're like international you know yeah mm. barely though hey we get people from the uk okay <laughs> it's just paul reed dude yeah and his staff but it's okay and we'll david it. david listens to our podcast i'm here yep yeah, yeah that's the only the only listeners long time <laughs> fan first time caller <laughs> but josh man how are you doing i'm doing good man thanks for do you listen out. to our podcast josh <laughs> i do who was our last do, guest bro. who was the last guest we all had right. on? i don't know the order yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. gonna be honest i don't know the order but i do listen all who right? was the last one you listened to uh i think the last one i listened to was with obviously y'all on there oh, I, good. I don't know who else <laughs> is on there was it down <laughs> no no <laughs> I, I, listen, I did listen. I listened to the one with Charlie <laughs> and were, Elliot and Carrie. <laughs> <and laughs> you guys were talking about like youth ideas and okay, like specifically that it down. <laughs> like <laughs> sermon series and stuff like that. Okay, no, that's I good. actually stole a lot. Yeah, in, no, in that's that session, good, so. good. That was good. that was a good episode. I forgot about that one. Um, and I do have to say this just because if we don't, I would feel bad. But we are not with Gary today. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know. it's RIP. Usually, you guys record without me. <laughs> I know. In spirit. And Gary, so we'll, who knows what? Have we recorded without Gary? Recorded oh, me one. and you with JT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Gary's not here, but I am drinking Dutch, bro. So I'm yes. feeling good. <laughs> I'm so excited because best a, thing about the high desert that and there's a Dutch Bros that's going to be opening up like right in my neck of the woods in Eastville, and I'm so excited. In my it. neck of the woods, we got a Dutch Bros <laughs> coming in, <laughs> but they don't call it Dutch Bros; they call it Dutch Brother. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I and everyone in North Coast, man, we don't want any Dutch people coming over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad for anyone that's listening right now. It's like their first time tuning in because they're like, oh, David's going to be on it. Oh, Josh is going to be on it. And this yeah. is what we open up with. 
Yeah. But just well, they need to know the, the truth. They're like desperate. <laughs> yeah. Like I need to get encouragement, and this is what they're hearing. How yeah. is this not Pop encouraging? Off, <laughs> <laughs> go to Dutch Bros. Yeah, go to Dutch Bros. That's where the Holy Spirit yeah. um, is get at. filled up. But um, right now, what I want to do is just <laughs> let David and Josh kind of share a little bit about themselves and uh, what they do, what church they're a part of, and uh, we ask this every week or every time we have a podcast, and that is uh, the question of what kind of crazy youth ministry stories do you have? So David, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, so again, my name is David. I'm a youth pastor here in Victorville, California. I've been here for three and a half years now, and so married to my beautiful wife, who will be listening to this. Come on. And uh, been married for four years now uh almost in march and so moved again three and a half years ago to victorville california no kids no pets just us two. yeah come and on we're, and we're loving it you don't need anything else you don't we really okay. don't nope not yet They're nope loving what we do and so uh again uh it's a blessing for us to be able to just hang out with you guys learning from youth legends like charlie nah. and Elliot. you know charlie Four one time it. i accidentally whistled at david's wife <laughs> we were at network conference and he walked by well he was late to session yep, and we okay. were all of us youth pastors were sitting in like the back row but he had to sit with his church in the front row so he walks in and he's rushing because he was he was late and i do like the little like <laughs> i don't know how that will translate to the podcast but i whistled at him <laughs> he didn't hear me guess who did hear me yikes Elizabeth who was right behind him and she turns around and looks at me and I'm I'm like not for you for him for him and so I had to text him and be like hey man we might need to meet up I didn't whistle at your wife I whistled at you just to be clear yeah that that's true awful. story. Yeah. yeah. That's a true oh, but story. you have to tell a story, bro. So, you have okay. some good ones. So too. I don't know if I can say this on the record, man, but I, I will say that I've had some crazy PDA stories within the four year of our church. Oh, just Lord. catching <laughs> students. You're going to make this podcast with like an E at the yeah, end. Yeah, they're pretty graphic stories. Actually. Catching students in rooms and Elliot would know uh, that they're not supposed <laughs> to be know? in. Doing <laughs> I've heard the story. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. <laughs> he has heard some yes. of these stories, some of these nightmares. He, yes, a tip from David is to always check the mother's room. The mother's okay? room. You might think that that's not uh, occupied, yes. but it may hey, for well those, be. Those of you guys listening all around the world, check your mother's <laughs> nursing room. Yeah, at and the here's, here was the awkward part, Charlie. I had to tell my lead pastor, Yes. hey, this happened in our mother's nursing room. You should be aware of it. And just seeing like his face and his expression, trying to like puzzle it together, was not <laughs> it yeah. for so me. So what happened? I'm coming. No, confused. we can't talk about it on. We will literally like it's too far. But <laughs> just imagine him like it's like health class, bro. Like he had to tell, he yeah. had to figure out. You know, like when something inappropriate happens, the worst part is like how do you describe it? That it was the yeah. funniest thing hearing this story from. And I'll just say this: if you want to know more. Just hit up David. Just, just we can't. Up, we can't go into detail on the podcast, or it's just this becomes a different podcast. <laughs> but it. He had to tell his pastor what happened. But it's one of those things that's like, what terminology do I use here? You know. And uh, he had to figure it out. Nice. See, the, the, these are the kind of conversations that um, we need Gary here to shut us up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump over. And uh, Josh, why don't you share a little about yourself and a, and a crazy youth ministry story? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Josh. I'm actually married to David's sister. Mm. So if you didn't know that, we're family right here. Wow. But uh, I've been here at Apple Valley. We hit three years doing youth ministry here back in September. And then I've been married for four years um, back in August. So yeah, fun stuff going on here, and uh, it's been fun being a part of the 
whole SoCal network and getting to do things with David. We're part of the same kind of church umbrella, just different campuses. But craziest youth ministry story. I don't have a ton, if I'm being honest. Like I was, I was like, you have man, a good group. It doesn't like, have to just be. Youth so it doesn't just have to be as a youth pastor. Like you were in the youth ministry under Tom Hamill, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm oh. sure that you have some crazy knows, stories just from that dog. He knows some. Uh, Before I, he was skinny too, bro. You were with, <laughs> you were with big Tom, bro. Here we go. Oh my god, that is true though. Um, well, I'll just share. I mean, I don't want to share my per- mine if fine. I'm being honest, yeah, that's dude. Fine. But I'll just say this: at the at that youth ministry, there was dugouts out there on the baseball field, and when I was in youth, and I was mostly over there most of the time. But anyways, uh, the one I can remember yeah, the, the freaking sandlot in the there. most <laughs> vividly is uh, I remember actually driving a group of students up to uh, summer camp, and this was before I was a youth pastor. Um, I was just like a youth leader, and we come up the back way for us, and the road's like super windy. And a lot of people say I drive crazy. I don't think I drive crazy. I do drive fast, but whatever. So there's a difference, bro. I I will attest to that. There's a difference between driving crazy and driving aggressively. Yes. Yeah. And people need to hear about that. that we need a podcast, podcast just for that. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, we can make it happen right now. We'll go into that. But anyways, uh, so I'm like going up the hill, dude. I'm just like booking it. Got music going on, and uh, one of the girls. Are you listening that- to Tokyo? I wonder if you know <laughs> the Tokyo <laughs> Drift theme. <laughs> Honestly, bro, we probably were. <laughs> I just sing that the whole podcast. <laughs> uh, can we have that as like the intro? Yeah, music? that should be the intro. Um, so I'm like going up the hill, dude, literally like Tokyo Drift style. And there was a girl in the car. She was new. That was like her first summer camp. Just like was new to the youth group. And I'm just like booking it and occasionally like asking the students, like, everybody good, you know? And everybody's fine. So I'm just going, I'm going. We're all like loud and it's fun. And then it just gets like like awkwardly silent. And I'm like, like what happened? And then I look back and this poor girl just like threw up. Oh. Like I'm talking like mm. projectile vomit everywhere in the van. Was it your car? A church van? It was a church van. Oh, okay, no worries. I mean, <laughs> I, I cleaned it though. If I, it felt like the right thing to do. But I'll make she her like cleaning, bro. she bro. threw up in the lap of another girl that was oh, next to her. Bleh. So like this girl just had like a puddle of Tough. throw up in her lap, and then this girl obviously was just like embarrassed. And then uh, so anyways, we like pulled over, and like um, some of the girls just kind of helped her, like put a sweater on, and it was just like it's. Oh, and then she's walking into camp just a lap throw full up. of throw up. Yeah, too. and it like it just stunk in the in the van and and it was just yeah so now i know like every time i'm driving students yeah, up i'm like yeah take those does anybody get sick car sick or is everybody like roll down your window yeah so anyways that's probably the that's the pretty girls. nasty that is, that is we don't usually nasty. have like people don't usually go like the the nasty route it's always yeah. like the embarrassing or the but that's pretty gross dude yeah no, yeah that's a good one though. cleaning that's chunks up for yeah. the lord out of that clean, van, so cleaning Some chunks, chunks up, up for the Lord. <laughs> that was that. also a podcast name we were throwing out there. <laughs> yeah, that, that that made it in the rotation. Yeah, but obviously didn't make it all the way. Um, but uh, like today, like we said, we are with David and Josh, and um, when we reached out to them talking about the podcast today, they kind of threw out a, a bunch of different ideas of um, what we wanted to go over in today's podcast, and really two of them that came up that are really two, I think, common themes and common areas of struggle in youth ministry and one being insecurities in youth ministry and the second one being um, when we face pain in youth ministry and so what I'd love to do right now is just really open the floor especially when it comes to insecurities because I think every one of us has probably gone through our own insecurities in youth ministry leading in
into youth ministry, having them even right now, um, maybe having some of these things. And so just kind of opening the floor for us right now to talk about those, maybe how we've um, overcome them or how we're dealing with them right now. Man, I, so honestly, personally, I, I think, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you guys and so you guys can help us out, but I, I think probably one of my biggest insecurities for me is still the idea that I feel like I'm not good enough. You have no idea how many times I go home after youth and I tell my wife I'm not good enough. They deserve a better youth pastor. My sermon wasn't there. The numbers weren't there. That moment was awkward. It was rough. And then here's the thing, though. You go back home and you can see what every other youth group, honestly, practically in America is doing with their, you know, confetti poppers and their 10 fog machines. Yeah. And then insecurity comes in. And I think it's a I think it's a big deal. I know for me, for all of us, for those of you guys listening, it's a big deal because insecurities don't just stop at insecurities. Yeah. They lead to bitterness. They lead to jealousy. You push people away that you desperately need in your team. And then you control people. You want to control your environment. You want to control your ministry. Good luck doing ministry, trying to control everything. People don't want to be controlled. They want to be led. Yeah. And so I think it's a big deal because insecurity doesn't just stop at insecurity. And then you hurt good people in the process. You, the youth leader, the youth pastor, you're supposed to minister to students. You're supposed to minister to leaders. And you end up hurting people in the process all because I thought I wasn't good enough. And it's not their fault. It's my problem. And so I think for me, just really addressing the idea of, for me, still in youth ministry, X amount of years that I've done this, still sometimes feeling like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, I remember when I would, um, obviously I'm kind of out of the youth ministry game as as the youth pastor right now, but I, re- I would remember um, showing up and then doing a youth service like that. And then I, what I would do, and I, I sabotage myself, is then I would hop on YouTube and I'd go and check out Elevation Youth's like, uh, YouTube service. And I'm like, what am I doing right now? Because then I look at it and it's like, obviously, as Elliot's favorite word, like context, the context is just completely different. You don't know my favorite word. <laughs> What's your favorite word? I'm not going to say. It's too but, inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Off the it, record. It, yeah. <laughs> Had to deal with David's story. Anaranjado. Um, that's my favorite word. What? It's a Spanish word. It means orange. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this podcast Juventud. bilingual? Anna, apparently I could is. be, bro. Come on. <laughs> it's speaking in tongues, bro. Charlie wouldn't mm. like that. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> the best part is, is I grew up in Riverside, which is like 90% Hispanic. And so it's just like. Okay, dude. But I love it. Hey, um, insecurities. Uh, but what I would do is I would legit go on like Elevation Youth's um, YouTube and watch their services and being like, Man, why can't we be like that? And what would end up happening, kind of like what you were saying, David, is I'd even compare, and this is really bad, is I would start comparing even my own leadership team, mm. being like, why isn't my leadership team like this? And it's like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Because all, that all that's doing is you're putting an unrealistic goal on your leadership team, and you're putting an unrealistic goal on yourself. And I think that's where really insecurity can lead to like what you're saying, is like bitterness and just pain in, in general, which is just not a good place to be in. Yeah, I think like the most obvious place of insecurity for youth workers is what David's talking about. And so I think it makes sense to like start the conversation here. And ultimately, I think it's rooted in comparison, this idea. And it's just like it's such a tricky line. Craig 
Craig Craig Groeschel, whatever that guy's name is, uh, he listens to this too, I think. But he <laughs> said he gets some ideas. Something, from this yeah. Who's did we start our podcast or did he start his first? I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> he said on his podcast, like comparison either leads to inferiority or superiority. Like there's yeah. really no in between. You look at someone else and their ministry, whatever, and you feel better. You're like, man, thank God we're not doing what they're doing. Or you look at someone else and you're like, ah, we're not doing what they're doing. Yeah. And so I think it's it's tricky though because the all like the knee jerk reaction is to be like, well, then I just can't look at anybody else's ministry. Mm. And I think that that's a immaturity. It's yeah. like Paul talks about, you know, uh, the balance of like, don't cause your brother to stumble, but also don't be easily offended. And it's sort mm. of like it's it's a level of spiritual maturity I think where mm-hmm. you get to the level where you can do both really well. Um, but oftentimes we make it like either or. And so we're like, I need to b- work on m- me not being insecure. And so the only way to do that is like, I can't look at what other people are doing, but that like, there's no inspiration there. You know, yeah. like there's, we are a collaboration. We're all doing, th- we are the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. This is big C church mindset. And I think like, but it can be tough. And and it's like, and sometimes it's just, almost like seasonal you know there's certain moments where i'm like not mentally in a spot like where i can be on instagram and looking at everybody because yeah. my mindset isn't where it needs to be um but it to like i think we are the immature mindset is to just like make it so black and white where it's like well then i can never look on instagram because yeah. i'm going to feel that way but there's also times where i look and i'm like man look at what they're doing that's so cool it inspires me so i just think like that isn't the only insecurity we face and we could talk about some others, but that's the big one, you know, yeah, and sure. it's like, oh, I'm not enough. I don't deserve it. Or other people are, you know, what, uh, trying to chase numbers. And that's why I do say stuff like context a lot, because I think it fights against insecurities. Like, what are you fighting for in your youth ministry? Like, why did God call mm-hmm. you to that place? And so then what is the win? You know, because yeah. if the win is a certain number, or to look exactly like somebody else, then I think you're going to be pretty discouraged a lot of the time. But if you can change your perspective, I think that helps to deal with a lot of those insecurities. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with all that. And I think like Elliot's saying, like those are the probably the most known or you could say like surface levels, but I think the insecurities, they can play out like very differently depending on how you kind of handle them. Mm. So I know one part is obviously like identifying the insecurities and then yeah. the second part is just like, okay, so where do we go from there? Or how do I, you know what I mean? How do I manage that? I know for me, like, cause I, I am, I'm in a dual, dual role, right? So it's like, I do worship and uh, youth and sometimes like even my own insecurities with me as a youth pastor, same thing. I mean, there's times where, especially like during like, covid and lockdown and like church went online i just felt like dude i'm like the worst like youth pastor (laughs) ever like i'm not doing anything for my kids or or like the bare minimum and they need more but um i think even for me like that'll hit me hard because it's like oh my time and then like if i'm just being real like throw a pity party oh Mm -hmm. my time i'm you know what i mean like if if only i had this much time or and all that but but i think the other side of insecurity is like it's not even just like in the outside realm with like on Instagram and seeing everybody else's youth group. But, uh, but I know like insecurity for me, like it can creep just in the house I'm in, like Mm. as as far as my own church, you know, and leaders that, that I, that I have here or other people that are doing other ministries here that are like good at that. 
and I think just insecurity in general, like like Elliot saying, like it's not a fix to just go, I'm not going to look on Instagram yeah. because really that's dividing too. And then you miss out on blessing f- that you can get from yeah. inspiration and somebody else's youth group. But, but um, for me, it's like, that's not just the only thing. It's like, that's not a fix because you can just be off of Instagram, but how do you deal with the insecurities now with the leader next to you in the yeah. same church? You know, no, it's so true. And that's why it's like, I feel like the best, I don't know, the best way to battle insecurity is balance mm-hmm. honestly is it's like is a balance of of what you're looking at of what you're viewing of the way you view yourself because even like we talk about other people's ministries but then just even insecurities within your own ministry like you talked about time i think that's a huge one you know of like oh man i've didn't take enough kids to lunch today i should go to more mm-hmm. games i should you know blah 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 or then insecure, like I'm not spending time with my family. When's the last time mm. I was, you know, I was yeah. hanging out with my wife or my son? Or, and and I think right. one of the best things you can do is create balance. And I, I feel like that has helped me battle a lot of my insecurities is is just balance. And and again, too, just an awareness of it. Like just like that's half the battle is just like knowing what's going on and calling yeah. it for what it is like. Like the enemy works in the shadows and in the yeah, in yeah. the darkness, and and that's like where he is the most effective. Where we're not talking about things or calling things out or being vulnerable and real, but like the moment we bring things to the light, his power is taken away. And so yeah, even yeah. just like being that's able so to good. talk about these things and be like, yeah, we're insecure. Like all of us, you know, as as much as we put up a good front, every youth pastor. Even the one, even like elevation, bro. There is, yeah. there is someone that makes Tim Summers feel insecure. Like yeah. we all right. are insecure and there's never, because we're human beings. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel like ministry doesn't limit that. It, it elevates it at times and like makes it even more intense, this insecurity you feel. And it, in like it, I don't know, it just plays out in so many different ways. Yeah. And so, you know, we could talk about it, like every insecurity one by one, but it's like, the the main thing is like it's something we all deal with mm-hmm. and we got to just be aware of it yeah. you know cuz and it doesn't go away but spiritual maturity i think is like is the ebb and flow it's the yeah. ups and the downs it's like knowing like oh man i'm not in a really good mental spot right now delete i'm gonna yeah. take instagram off for a second cuz i just need cuz and that's the world we live in too it's like it's so different than ministry 20 years ago I assume because none of us did it 20 years ago. This is where it's nice to have someone to say, yes, it it was different. But I'm saying like we live in a different world and like insecurities drive so much of society and like put like that's what advertising is based off of in playing to your insecurity. And and like as youth pastors, we've got to present a different thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, we can if we try to like follow the same pattern of the world then we're playing to insecurity as well. Cause that's what advertising does. That's like what, yeah, that's, what that's what the world is offering is mm-hmm. like, it, it's saying here, let me help you fix your insecurity in this product or in this substance or in this m- amount of followers. Or, and, and like the gospel is just to like almost lean into your insecurity and know that like, like the word of God says in my weakness, God's strength is shown more evident, you know? And so it's like, we don't have to fix our insecurity. We got to be aware of it and rely on God in the midst of it, you know? Cause like, yeah, yeah he good. knows that we're insecure and we're messed up, but he's still going to use us. Yeah. And I think you even touched on it a little bit too. Um, how, how much we, we forget that the enemy's real 
and the enemy will play to those insecurities For and sure. even like drop those lies into our heads. And I, I remember, I'll just be completely transparent. When I first started in youth ministry, I started when I was 20 and I still don't know why the church hired me and did any of that with me at 20 years old, but I was in charge of our junior high ministry. And we had um, two people that were overseeing our high school ministry after a few months of me doing junior high. And I had this in my head that I wasn't good enough to do high school ministry. So they stuck me with junior high ministry, which when I look back at it now, like to me, I'll say this to anyone, junior high ministry, just doing junior high ministry is some of my favorite years like ever in youth ministry. But what I would do is I'd have this insecurity that I wasn't good enough. So I had a competition within my own church of I'm going to grow this youth ministry bigger than that youth ministry. Mm. And it's in church. And I was what was happening was I was playing right into the enemy's hands of we're going to divide this right now. Yeah. And it almost made a sense where when it came time for transition for our eighth graders to go into high school, they didn't want to because we never did anything together. We didn't have that kind of relationship with them because of that. And when we catch ourselves doing that, playing right into the enemy's hand and really kind of feeding into that, all it's doing not only is it hurting yourself, but it's hurting those that you're ministering to. It's hurting those that God's entrusted you with. And I think um, it wasn't until about like a few months before we made this transition where I got to oversee all of the youth ministry at the church that I finally realized, hey, mm-hmm. I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I, I can't remember exactly like when it dawned on me, but I'm sure it was God slapping me across the face like saying, stop. Um, but it wasn't until then that I started celebrating ones together. We started doing more community groups together. We started doing these events together, building those relationships, because at the end of the day, um, even though they did ministry a little bit different than we did, at the end of the day, we were all still in the same church. Yeah, and I think that's something that's good, like what you're touching on, because I think it's important to remember, like, insecurities in and of themselves, like, it's not like a sin issue. I think we, mm. we all have insecurities, but unchecked insecurities will lead into the yeah, bigger issues. We talk good. about pride, and then we talk about, I'm insecure now about what I'm doing, so I got to tear down what somebody else is doing to make me feel better about what I got going on, or just, um, you know, I'm insecure about that leader next to me, so now mm. I got to do a Saul to them, kind of how Saul did to David, and suppressed yeah their gift, right? Because I can't make room. Because I know for me, like, and just for me practically, like, I've done things uh, um, that kind of help me have guardrails, I guess, for my insecurity. Kind of like what Elliot's saying, like, speaking it, I think that's very important. But obviously, it's not like a moment like this where we're gonna get together every day or every time, like, an insecurity comes up. But I know for me, like, every time I have a hint of that, like, I just tell my wife. (laughs) Like, even recently, it happened, and I'll just be real, like, here at, at our church, um, we have a, a guy who's kind of coming up as a worship leader and, uh, I'm like having him do prayer nights and all that, you know, and he like killed it, you know, on a Wednesday and, and, you know, so we getting like staff and, or right after that Wednesday, we're hearing from everybody like, oh, he did so good, you know, yeah. like, like he killed it, like right on. It was dope. And, and if I'm being real, it was just like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, what the heck? Like, yeah, why am yeah. I feeling like this? You know? No. Um, yeah. and I remember just telling my wife like, Hey, like, straight up just like i got insecure about that i'm letting you know so you can keep me in check mm. yeah and then also like i felt like i felt a tug from like even the lord if i can just be real like like, like the leading of, of god to be like hey like put him in charge of, of that actual ministry in yeah. worship mm. like no longer are you gonna even like put them in charge and i was just like okay like here's where it push comes to shove like am i really gonna do um, something to kind of combat my insecurity. And, and I ended up doing it because I knew that that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And it's a guardrail. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm not 
putting myself in positions that are going to let me feed my insecurity and putting myself in positions that are going to ha- make me have to starve it. Cause now this guy's in charge of that. Now he's going to do it all. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I know for me, like that's just help going like, okay, if I have this issue, what are the guardrails I can put around me that, that help me um, suppress those issues and help me starve them, not, not feed them, you know, you know, not do a saw to him. Like, okay, well now you're not on the schedule. <laughs> you throw know what I mean? Throw a spear at him. Like <laughs> yeah. a physical spear. <laughs> Trying to kill him. Can, um, if I can, if I can speak into that, I think, uh, and again, you guys can be honest, but I think all of us have been in a room where something good was said about somebody else. Words we long to hear mm-hmm. about us that weren't mentioned or said about us. And that'll do it. Yeah. That's going to expose your insecurities. And I think, you know, for those of you guys listening as a leader, as a minister, those of you guys serving, if you want to be used by God, you have to be okay with who you are, mm-hmm. which means you have to be okay with who you're not. Yeah. You know? And so I think, on, I think, bro. I think the reality stemming from the fact that I think, cause again, you don't have to look on social media to be insecure. Like True. it's going to yeah. happen naturally in house. But if you want to lead successfully, good soil is God. This is who I am. And I'm okay with not being who I am yeah. not. And yeah. I think Come on, bro. really this goes back to the life of uh, the story of Jacob and Esau, where God blesses. He's mm-hmm. supposed to bless Isaac's supposed to bless Esau. Jacob pretends to be somebody that he's not. It mm. doesn't work out because God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. God yeah. blesses who you really are. And so I think for a lot of us, you've got to take a step back, man. And you've yeah, just got to, you know, you've got to be real with yourself. Um, I say it like this. When you see it, you say it. You tell somebody. Mm-hmm. When it's mm-hmm. there, you say it. Because I firmly believe today that I am the man that I am today because God loved me and he exposed my insecurity and I'm able to be successful in what I'm doing. I'm able to be successful when I can celebrate Elliot and Josh and Charlie and Gary, when I can celebrate your ministry. Like that's like that's the test of your insecurity. Like yeah, I've passed true. the test of insecurity when I could say, good job, well done. Because, you know, what happens is in ministry, you know, students go to other youth groups. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's the pain of that. There's the insecurity of that. And again, natural tendency is to shut down, to be jealous. And I think for a lot of us, again, as leaders, if we want God to use us, I don't want somebody else's insecurities to make me insecure. And so we've got to be really, really intentional. I would also say this, you know, if if within your area of ministry, uh, things that used to trigger you, like you've known, you know you've grown, when what made you insecure a year ago no longer triggers you today. Yeah. yeah. I think it's not going to happen in 10 minutes. So I would say for those of you guys listening, who's speaking into you? Yeah. Who's affirming you? Who's encouraging you? Like you, you have to find somebody that's going to affirm and encourage you because the best leaders are secure leaders. Yeah. I love the, what you just said about, uh, you know, knowing who you are means you know who you're not i was gonna mention that as well like i think that is a huge place of insecurity is this like goal in youth ministry to be the same version of this successful celebrity pastor like we all are trying to get verified on instagram or whatever like not that not we are but you know there's and i think it's dying now that desire but it's birth like from this idea of like, I know who I am. And so I'm like, I'm comfortable in my own skin. It's what I even want to do with Youth Alive. It's like, if I want a student reaching their campus, the best way to do that isn't to just be like, 
an assembly line of like, here's how you do. This is what I don't like about some conferences, just church conferences in general. They bring in like some mega church pastor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we used to run 20 people in my basement. And now we're at 50 million people. (laughs) And here's how we did it. And it's like, well, that's great. And that's what you, you were supposed to do. But what about the person who's supposed to just have a local ministry and yeah. like impact the city and their church never gets over 200, but they constantly are making that's an impact good. on people. And that's like what they were built for. And yeah. I think it's like, know what you're built for. And yeah. and I think that helps with insecurity more than anything else. Cause, cause then, cause then you're able to know what you're good at too, yeah. dude. There's a difference between humility and like false insecurity. That's what I don't like either is like, it, you know, you don't want to be prideful, but there, it's okay to be aware of what you're good at. Yeah. It's okay to it's be good. like, yeah, okay, I know I know where, where I'm gifted because I also know where I'm not gifted. And when I get around other people who are better at those areas, I feel better about it. And I feel like, especially in SoCal and for all of our Belgium and UK <laughs> listeners or people who are, on a, are, you know, wherever, I hope you get this too. Like this, there needs to be a move for this in the church. And we have this in SoCal youth right now. And I hope it expands past just here, but like, we are a, we are on the same team, you know, we're working yeah. with each other, not against each other. And so, and you know, I'm seeing it even like, like I used to have this huge desire to just like get to speak and you know, yeah. that was the goal. And I like speaking and like book me to come speak. I want to come speak, but like, I don't, it's not the end all be all of, you know, youth ministry. there's no stage yeah. that's ever, you know, like, it's like, what is fulfilling you also is a big question. Mm-hmm. Cause I mm-hmm. will play to your insecurity. Yeah. Like, is your, are you a son and daughter of the king like who can just rest in relationship with Jesus? Because, right. you know, like we're a lot of Marthas who are just mm-hmm. like running and doing and going and we want that fulfillment. And then when we don't get it, we're like, what? she's just sitting there yeah. and it makes us so mad. And it's like we need to have that merry moment where we're just like just sitting at his feet. And I think that's a part of insecurity as well as like we're just going and doing and and, and and wanting all this like praise and pats on the backs and reposts and whatever and it's like, dude, do you just like, do you love Jesus yeah. individually? Yeah. Like, cause then you get to just be a son. Like I feel the most honestly, like secure in what I'm doing as I'm going all these different places and traveling. It's not cause I'm like, I'm the man or whatever. I know what I'm bad at. We were, people make fun. Of, I'm, I'm one of the things I'm working on right now is like getting my, my timing down and speaking places. And I even, it's funny. Cause I think sometimes I'll speak longer out of insecurity it's like mm-hmm. a, di- a level huh. of insecurity but it's yeah. like i'm insecure in my messaging and so i feel the need to like reiterate it and make sure yeah. everybody's with me and then my message goes too long or you know whatever but this is what i'm working on right now is like i want to be able to get like a, a concise good message clear make sense um and honor the church that i'm at like but again, it's like it all goes into I know who I am. I know what I need to work on. And even just like being able to be vulnerable with other people and laugh and joke and talk. And, you know, yeah. I think we all feel like we got to tiptoe and like not talk like about what we're good at and what we're bad at. And it's just like if we could just be open. But I think with that that's awesome. I think that's what makes it the insecurity because mm-hmm. some of it is actually true. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think, it's I true. think that's the insecurity yeah. for us, you know, when you're speaking. It's not just a lie. No, yeah, it's, it's like not, it's, it's not like, just coming out of nowhere. Yeah, like, I'm bad I, at administration. Like, and so it's when I feel that I'm yeah. like, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's so that's such a good point yeah. is, is is a lot of insecurity is based in some truth and awareness of that. 
again, you can grow in areas, but then there's just things you have to have other people around you with. But yeah, those are the people that sometimes you're the most insecure and about. And you push yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh, this guy speaks better than me. Like, and that's the thing about like speaking that I think mm-hmm. we're like, is a big insecurity for a lot of people. Some youth pastors suck at it. They do. And it's like, hey, look, it's not that big of a, it's not a big of a deal. Um, are you like, I think you need to know what you're talking about. Yeah. And like, we need to preach truth. Um, and communicate, but also if there's someone in your ministry who's better at it, use them, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, because again, we have, it's just like, we let that drive and we're just like, I'm, I'm so, I can't let everyone, anyone take the pulpit. Cause you know, I've heard about this where like lead pastors do this sometimes where the youth pastors don't get any time in the pulpit <laughs> because they don't like that. The congregants are like, man, we <laughs> love when, yeah. and congregants are the, they like feed insecurity more than anybody else, 100%. you know, with those, because with those emails, they bro. word it so <laughs> terribly. They go up to a lead pastor and they're like, this young guy's way better than you. And it's like, <laughs> why did you have to say like that? But it's true. They're, they're insecure. And they're like, I don't want that person up there. Cause I don't want them to know that I'm, and it's just, it's something we've got to be aware of yeah. and we've got to like lean into what we are called to do and what we are gifted at. Good. And it's why we need other people around us because they help to see some of that. And they, in the areas that we're weak, they're stronger, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and being okay with what they have to say at yeah. the end of the day. That's good. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. If you want good ideas, you need good people yeah. surrounding you. And some of us have bad ideas because we have bad people surrounding <laughs> yeah. us yeah. because of our insecurities and i think i think again personally for us maybe for some of us even listening we've got to confess like god i've lied to you yeah Mm. like going back to what you were saying like god you're because i've said you're enough and you're actually not enough it's Mm -hmm. you plus a good sermon yep it's you plus the good numbers it's you plus being known it's you plus right and so i think again we've got to confess some of that i think we've got to be honest with ourselves all of us you know whether it's a spouse a friend, a good buddy. I think uh, for a lot of us, as you know, the more honest you can be, God can't heal it if you're hiding it. Yeah, He's got to expose that. Yeah, and and it's acting on it because I think we could all agree and say, "Oh yeah, I know that." Or we've heard it said, even mm-hmm. coming up under other leaders, like always have someone that's better than you at that. You know that you could look up, and it's like, "Oh yeah, we know that." Yeah, we know making room at the table, but it's a it's a different thing to to act on it. You know, and set yeah. yourself up. So, yeah, um, be around people. That's a good, that's a good tip. Be around people who are better than things that you, oh, yeah. it's, it's like being the, the pretty friend in an, an ugly group of people. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you like, you like hanging out with those people. <laughs> it makes you look better, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so it's like, but it's even like like the saying, I don't know if it's a saying, I'm going to make this up right now, but it's like, you don't want to be the smartest one in your friend mm-hmm. group because if yeah. you're the smartest one in your friend group, you're not growing. Yeah, and the same thing goes with, with being a youth pastor. And I think you hear that, Matt Dudley. You yeah. don't want to be the smartest one in your friend group. <laughs> no, he, he no that means that means he's going to leave us. So yeah, no. and that's like <laughs> he's going to find new friends. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of dumb people around. Here. I think we need to do a case study on if fine arts has fed insecurities. <laughs> Bro, you're I don't know why I thought of the that. The national <laughs> office is going to cancel us right now, dog. Yeah, uh, we need to wrap this one up. <laughs> I'm like, Daniel, oh, you think do you think that that <laughs> turning someone down for what they feel called to might feed insecurity? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Am I living out getting a five on my? It, I didn't get superior speaking. with invitation, yeah. and so now I left the faith. I don't know. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, we'll Lord. just cut that part out. I just, yeah. I just I, Gary I, will want to hear it. Oh, yeah. sure. No, we'll leave it in there. 
um, I, we, we're kind of going already over time, and I know we didn't really get time to talk into um, that topic of pain in youth ministry, so that just means that, hey, we need to have you guys on the podcast again. Maybe you guys come down to us uh, next time. Yeah, bring Dutch pros. Yeah, well, we'll have one in my neck of the woods. Bro, bro not going you guys have so many better, like, coffee spots, and Dude, you rave not, about that. No Dutch, one's bro. drinking coffee. We're drinking Rebels. Bro, you can... <laughs> it's. It, it's like the Tony brand syrup with with hey, Rebel. Grow up, dude. Come on. Bro, I live for the, the uh, like the off-brand cereals. Oh, what? Yeah. The what Kroger's are you talking bro? about, dude? Because <laughs> he was talking <laughs> what? about like, Why? off-brand Why did you say that? Cereal. <laughs> yeah, yeah what? he was talking about like you guys have like the off-brand No, cereal. dog. No one was the talking about syrups. that. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Bro, this guy. You're going to make him insecure, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm already insecure. Like, I don't know. Never mind. We won't what? <laughs> Come on. Say it. All right. No, let's talk about pain now. Because, <laughs> how we get because hurt. Because I, I joke around with everyone in our, in like within the youth pastors. And, like, I, I say, like, I'm not, like, the best speaking youth pastor in, like, the SoCal now or whatever. And um, one that fed into my insecurities is, like, a, a young youth pastor growing because I wanted to get those speaking opportunities. And once I realized, hey, I'm not really the best speaking youth pastor like yeah i can deliver a message yeah we can get the point across but there's other areas that god's gifted me in mm-hmm. and it's funny to me because gary and elliot like not necessarily put me in charge but like i'm the one that opens these podcasts and i'm like how is it that the one that isn't the best speaker out of the three of us is the one that is opening these podcasts and having to do all these like talking in between all this stuff but that's yeah. just my thought process right yeah. now you, you bought the equipment. <laughs> oh, so, I, so I'm grandfathered into the podcast. <laughs> you bought your way into Yeah, the, that's the thing. That's in. another thing about insecurity. Is that if how you it got works? money, you got to be insecure. Yeah, bro, that's how you get to ha- Never mind. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> if you got enough money, you can get enough uh, calling and position. Yeah, Dude, now what is happening, bro? This has gone <laughs> off the rails. We need. But with that, guys, David, Josh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, man, for having us. Yeah, thank you guys gotcha. for driving out. Yeah, man. Um, Elliot, it's always a pleasure to another podcast yeah you, we'll see if we're ever able to do this <laughs> alone again man yeah that, that'll be a it's a rough one but hey guys um hopefully today's um episode encouraged you guys and uplifted you guys if there's anything that was said that you would like to talk about or even if there's if you just want someone to talk about these kind of insecurities with we'd love to um contact you guys we'll throw our instagrams at the uh in our bio for this podcast so you can reach out to any one of us david actually doesn't have an instagram nope. but we will throw up his personal phone number on there so you can give him a <laughs> this is the thing though no listen listen everyone's like everyone's like wow david's not on instagram he is on instagram he uses his youth <laughs> ministry's instagram his so wife yeah his i'm wife. exposing this guy bro because i thought that too i'm like wow man you're not on instagram it's fake bro he uses his youth <laughs> ministry's instagram so then reach out to him yeah Crossover. We'll it you, it's it's him bro that's we'll, him we'll put it out there but again guys hopefully you enjoyed today's podcast and we will make sure to catch you on the next one later